unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And I, I thought this specifically, the specific phrase, I said, if the next song to play, because it was on shuffle, if the next song to play is On the Willows from the musical Godspell, which was another song on the playlist, uh, then I will take that as a sign. And out of the two, out of the 199 plus songs that could have played next, the next song that played was On the Willows from Godspell. Now, for an atheist, I was like, this is astounding. This doesn't happen to me, right? This has never happened to me in my entire life. I have asked for signs my entire life that God was there in my prayers, and I have never received anything. And at this moment, when looking into this church while reading this book, I did it, and this is what happened. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Saints Unscripted. Today with us, we have Peregrine coming from... Australia, Perth, Australia, where it is, yeah. uh, it's just the crack of dawn right now, isn't it? Yep, 6 a.m. It's oh, just becoming man. light outside. Kudos to you for being willing to get up so early. And uh, Perth, no man, you are on, it's a pleasure. you're on the other side of the world, and uh, we are Literally. going to hear your, your conversion story today, is that right? Yeah, so we'll talk about, yeah, how I got where I am now. So, so before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how old you are, and, uh, and then let's jump yeah. right into to what your story is. Okay, no worries. Um, I'm Peregrine. I am 20 years old. I was raised in the Baptist church. Um, my parents went to a Baptist church, but both of them are mostly non-denominational Christians. Um, my dad doesn't go to church anymore. My mom's very new agey kind of beliefs, but vaguely Christian. Um, I ended up leaving the Baptist church because I had doubts with it at the age of uh, probably 13 or 14. I stopped going to church and I was an atheist until I was about 19. I was hardcore atheist. I would, I would watch atheistic videos. I went to a Christian school, so I felt like I was fighting the power. Um, And then when I, was about 19 years old after many, many things happened. Uh, I decided that I would join the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And now at the age of 20, almost 21 now, I have a wife and we're sealed in the temple and I accepted the priesthood and here I am. Wow, that is awesome. I can't wait to jump into this story a little bit more. It's not an easy thing to do to convert from any religion to another religion. But I I feel like converting from atheism is a whole different animal. So so maybe just walk walk us through um, what maybe your paradigm or your, your beliefs were and what needed to change within you to get where you are now. And, and maybe just tell us also just what interested you about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My paradigm and my worldview within atheism was informed by the reasons that I left Christianity. Um, I originally left uh, Christianity because I was asking questions and I couldn't get answers. 
the questions I were asking were about things like the Trinity. They're about things like Genesis and understanding Genesis. Um, and also I had kind of begun to buy into this de deistic view of God. And eventually I just decided that God wasn't there. He didn't exist. He didn't answer prayers. Um, and that it was all a lie that my parents are lying to me the whole time. Um, and atheists tend to view it in those terms that, that Christians are act actively actually lying to their children or lying in general. Um, and, and so, I'm, well, at, at least, at least naturalistic, like new atheists, like Dawkins and Hitchens do. So, okay. Yeah. I would assume that that's probably not the experience of all atheists, but, but no, that's, that's definitely true. There's kind of a, like the kind of stream of atheism that I was in the kind of intellectual, um, family tree was kind of the new, the new atheists, the, the very much like anti all religion, um, naturalistic. So no spiritualism, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's what I got really into. So my paradigm within atheism was entirely nihilistic in terms of, uh, meaning and, uh, morality. So no objective morality, no no objective meaning. Um, I very much, yeah, it was, it was very much a negation or an attempted negation of all things spiritual and religious. So that's how I was, that's how I felt about everything. What interested me in the church, um, what ended up bringing me to the church was actually Jordan Peterson, the psychologist. I, he's, he's kind of a self-help guy. Yeah. He's a bit of a, um, he has a, he's actually got some very, very, very deep, um, teachings on how to read comparative mythology and various other things, but I won't get into that. His, uh, the thing that really uh, brought me around to the church from him was he puts forward, well, he, he, he puts forward the idea of you should improve yourself. You should become better. You shouldn't just lie down and accept where you are. He also has like this um, view of uh, that atheism is in itself an impossible belief to hold because everyone behaves like their life has meaning. And as long as they're doing that, they are negating their atheistic beliefs. Um, and so they don't really believe there's no meaning. They just kind of say there's no meaning because they think it sounds right. But um, I began to think that what I was doing was not leading me in the right direction. Um, there was a number of reasons for this. I, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't doing too badly, but I was, you know, drinking coffee all day. I was, you know, terribly addicted to pornography and various other things. And I just, after a while, decided that I needed something better because in Australia, we're about 50% atheistic, 50% Christian. Um, maybe a little, well, that was back in like the 2014 census. And of course, everything that's happened with social change since then, um, it's probably much higher now. But all the people around me, I noticed who were atheists, they, and I'm trying to think, I was trying, I, I was like trying to think of an exception last night, but I can't think of an exception. Every single atheist I knew was unhappy every single one. And that may just have something to do with Australian culture or what, or the Australian brand of atheism or whatever it was, but they were all unhappy. 
Meanwhile, all of the religious people I met, or at least all of the happy people I met were religious. Um, all of the, the, the people, they were all warm and kind and loving, especially members of the church. Cause I, I knew a couple members of the church. They're not very many because church is very small in Perth, but I did know a couple. So, um, yeah, I eventually decided that if I was going to, I was like, maybe I should just look into religion, take another look at it, see what I think about it, see if I can take some things from it that I like. Um, and, may, and I was like, I don't have to join a church. I just want to see what they're teaching. And then I can, uh, you know, see. Well, like, at the time, if I, if I hadn't have known any members of the church, I probably wouldn't have even looked into the church because it's, you know, I, I literally didn't hear the word Mormonism until my best friend told me that he was a member of the church. And uh, that's where I got the idea to look into the church was that my best friend was a member. Um, and every, we had argued day in, day out. We found it really fun. We argued day in, day out about the, the existence of God. And so, but he, he, he never left me feeling uh, accomplished or like I had won the argument. He always left me feeling kind of stumped. And so I decided that if I was going to look into Christianity, which I decided I would, that I would look into the brand of Christianity that seemed to make the most sense to me and was the most complete and the most whole. And that was the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I didn't realize at the time how much more complete uh, the doctrine of the church is compared to how, what I was raised with. And I didn't realize at the time that I would end up be, like getting baptized, but you know, the rest is history. I suppose I met up with the missionaries and um, yeah. Yep. It took me about four months of receiving lessons um, before I decided to be baptized. So at what point did you go? Cause you went into researching about the church with this mindset of, oh, I'm going to kind of take the good things that they have to offer and incorporate them into my beliefs. But at what yeah. point did you realize, like, holy cow, I'm going to get baptized. Like, this is the real deal. Was there a moment or was it more of a gradual thing? It was actually both somehow. So it was gradual in that um, I had to... For every prospective convert, there's a moment that the moment that decides whether they're going to uh, join the church or not is the moment when they uh, read the Book of Mormon and pray to know if it's true. And I um, had read the Book of Mormon a lot. I got up to probably halfway through second Nephi, which for me is a lot of reading because I don't do a lot of reading. I do a lot of documentaries and I do a lot of YouTube videos. That's yeah. how I learn stuff. So to read a, a book, a book that's written in 16th century English for me to read a book like that and, uh, you know, enjoy it was some, was something else. Um, but then also learning about comparative mythology there's a way you read things where you're like, okay, I can see the depth of the morality or the depth of the um, mythology that it's teaching. And so when you read a lot of mythology or a lot of religious texts from around the world, you get this feeling of, um, I can see 
what the authors are going for here in terms of what they're trying to teach. And what was so astounding to me was that as I read the Book of Mormon, it read like an ancient text. It read like an ancient mythological text. Um, now, the, the story or the, the, the mythology that um, Atmos and Exmos will push is that Joseph Smith wrote the Book of Mormon. But I couldn't, I couldn't put those two things together because the Book of Mormon itself doesn't support that. While reading it, it doesn't read like an 18, 1800s literature. It reads like um, Hebrew literature. It reads like Middle Eastern literature is what it reads like. And, and the mythology that's within it is so dense and so complex. And the uh, morality that it teaches, especially um, in First and Second Nephi, but also throughout the whole rest of the Book of Mormon. But for me, it was First and Second Nephi that really got me. It impacted me so much to read it and feel and and kind of know intuitively that this was an ancient text. This wasn't written by a modern man. But that was a gradual change of me reading the Book of Mormon and being like, oh, this is actually kind of working. And then listening to the sisters and they were talking about, you know, they, they were saying things which I already knew because of watching Jordan Peterson and because of listening to psychologists. And I was like, so you're telling me they arrived at secular psychological truths that actually make people happy. And I know they make people happy because I've looked into psychology and stuff and they're teaching those things because of their religion, not because of psychology. And I was like, wow. And when I brought up the psychological parts, like, so for example, I'll, I'll bring up an example, things like um, the law of sacrifice, tithing, things like that. The idea that sacrificing for something from today necessarily in the laws of the universe means that you can receive blessings in the future, right? Mm -hmm. That is a profound idea. And that is something that like, if you asked Jordan Peterson, you spoke to him, he would say that is the most profound idea in Christianity probably is the idea that you sacrifice something today for something in the future. And everyone has to do that in their lives, whether or not they realize it, whether it's work or whether it's whatever it is. And, this, and, and, uh, and to be clear, Jordan Peterson, he's not a member of the church that I'm... No, he's not. He's not. He's not even really a denominational Christian. He, he just uh, argues for the benefits of religion in society. And so I found that really profound. They were teaching things that I already knew to be true, and they were teaching it not from any secular knowledge. They didn't know this because they had done a lot of reading. They were just teaching it because they felt it was true within the framework of their religion. And I went, wow... So there's something true here. There's something true here. The religion is true. The book is true and is teaching similar things. And then I prayed to know if it was true. I did lots of fasting and no one was more surprised than me when I had a fairly profound experience. I was walking through a park on my way to work and I was listening to, I had made a playlist which was a playlist of music. It was approximately 200 songs long. Because this is what I, I make, I spent hours making these insane playlists. And I'm also a musician. So music is the way, if God was going to speak to me, it would be through music. And I was walking through this park, listening to this playlist I'd made um, about how I was feeling in regards to maybe converting to the church. But I had asked the night before in my prayers for a sign. Um, that God was there, that he was listening, that he could hear what I was saying. And as I was walking through 
the park, a song came on called Jesus Christ by Brand New, which was on my playlist. And I love that song. And it really captured how I felt at the time. And I, I thought this specifically, the specific phrase, I said, if the next song to play, because it was on shuffle, if the next song to play is On the Willows from the musical Godspell, which was another song on the playlist, uh, then I will take that as a sign. And out of the two, out of the 199 plus songs that could have played next, the next song that played was On the Willows from Godspell. Now, for an atheist, I was like, this is astounding. This doesn't happen to me, right? This has never happened to me in my entire life. I have asked for signs my entire life that God was there in my prayers, and I have never received anything. And at this moment, when looking into this church while reading this book, I did it, and this is what happened. And so I just, I just in that moment, I knew that I was going to have to get baptized. It was still a little while before I took the plunge and decided to do it, and that uh, pun was definitely intended. But <laughs> I was wondering... But, but yeah, no, eventually it took probably another two or three weeks of the sisters asking me if I wanted to be baptized and then me saying, I still need to read more of the Book of Mormon. There might be something there that I don't like, you know? Yeah. And then I, I just kept reading it. And eventually I got like halfway through Second Nephi and I just went, look, if there's anything, like, if there's anything in this book that is, is at all uh, objectionable, I cannot find it and there won't be it. I, I was like, I decided, I was just like, I'm going to have faith. There's nothing in this book I don't like. Um, and in the process of that, I also discovered like Fair Mormon and Daniel Peterson and those kind of people and you guys as well, answering certain church, um, answering critics and things like that. And so I, all of those things, I just went, yes, I can do this. I can like not only did I have the faithful and the spiritual conversion? But I also had this intellectual conversion of, I can believe this and not be a total moron. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's an extent to which, as an atheist, all, all religion is stupid. And the people who believe it are idiots. At least that's, how, that's what I believed. Yeah. And that's, how, that's what a lot of my friends believe as well. Because um, most of my friends are atheists um, who aren't members of the church. So I just went, yeah. like. I decided this is going to be better for me. And uh, I know, I, I feel that it's true and I know that it's intellectually believable. So I'm going to, yeah. Wow. And that's, what, that, that's the long and short of the story, I suppose. That's a really special experience. And that's, I hope you don't forget about that anytime soon. I hope you wrote it down somewhere. Yeah. I know you're making videos. I did. Yeah. 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 So that like I made a YouTube video, which, which is, for me, the immortalization of that experience. Um, is that on your personal channel? Yeah, so that's on uh, LDS Peregrine, which is my YouTube channel, but it's the only video at the moment. So uh, there are a lot of people out there, again, maybe watching this video right now who are where you were uh, back when your, your paradigm was different and uh, maybe- Absolutely didn't have as much meaning and maybe religion was a little bit ridiculous to you. I'm assuming that if they're watching this video, then perhaps they are somewhat intrigued by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, either investigating it sin sincerely and seriously, potentially 
thinking about getting baptized or maybe they just want to learn more. Maybe they're doing a school project and they're like, huh, I wonder what Latter-day Saints believe. I wonder what this guy who used to be an atheist, what happened in his life to, to cause him to make that shift. What, what mm -hmm. advice would you have for people in a similar situation? The new atheists, people like Dawkins and Hitchens and those kind of people, they're people who most atheists are very aware of because they'll have seen like a, you know, Dawkins destroys Christian compilation or something like that. Um, they would say something like, um, the universe doesn't owe you meaning. I, for the record, don't believe that. But let's say for a moment that you did. The universe may not owe you meaning, but you as a human being who has worth, you owe meaning to yourself. And you owe your life having some meaning to your family and your friends. Um, one thing that is often taken for granted is the fact that human beings have value. It's the fact that um, the world has value or that, to use a less loaded word, that uh, existence has value. Unfortunately, in materialism specifically, so materialistic atheism, which is what I mean when I say atheism, there's a denial of the intrinsic meaning of existence, of life, of anything like that. Um, but that doesn't need to be the case. It is extremely important that people find a source of meaning external to themselves because even when they crumble, that source of meaning will not. Um, for me, that is the church. Um, it is my wife. It is my, uh, where I am in the eternal plan of salvation and where I'm heading and saving all of my um, progeny as well, of, as well as my ancestors. That's, that gives me an immense feeling of purpose. That's it. very, very important. And, well, it is to me. And while I believe that the church would be the best source of that meaning for everyone, everyone has their own journey, and it's honestly just good to find some source of meaning because I've suffered with depression and anxiety and various other things throughout all of my adolescent life. And while those things haven't disappeared since joining the church, these things haven't disappeared, but I can bear them now. You know what I mean? It's the image of Christ and the cross carrying it to Calvary. That image is very, very profound. And, and people say this a lot and, and the, the depth of the mythology and the teachings and the, and the theology of a lot of Christianity is lost on a lot of atheists because they, they don't even think it's worth thinking about because it's not true. So it's not even worth thinking about. But the idea that, first of all, Christ can take on your problems. Um, you can even take that metaphorically. You can say, you know, by believing this, my burdens will become lighter. And that's definitely been my, my experience. So that, that's the first thing, meaning and purpose and the ability to lessen your burdens. That's the first thing I would say to people who are investigating the church. The second thing I would say 
to people who are watching this video who may have been where I was, is that it's all true. Hmm. It may not seem like it is. Um, I think it probably does seem like it is. Like, I think most people, when they hear about the teachings of the church, they get just this feeling of, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's quite nice. Oh, I like that. I know when I first was, was told about the teachings of the church, I just went, oh, so it's Christianity, but, it's, but it makes more sense. <laughs> you know, like, like um, I was raised, at, like, when I was raised Baptist slash non-denominational, um, I believed that all of my friends were going to hell because they were all atheists. Um, and so when my friend told me, you know, we don't believe that just lacking someone telling you about the gospel or just you not particularly believing it in that moment is not enough to send you to hell that um, people will be taught about it in the next life. I just went, oh, wow, that's way nicer. I'm like, God actually cares? Wow, that's great. But yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, like, that's one of those things where like, okay, we've got, you know, all these controversial issues from our church history and whatnot, but, but that right there, the fact that, you know, yeah. you don't have to believe like us to go to heaven, mm. That, mm. that is huge. And that covers. That, that is huge. That is huge. Actually, that's, that's one thing about the church that I love is that the core doc, like the thing that leads people away is not core doctrine. It's usually they haven't heard about or taught themselves church history, and then someone with malicious intent presents church history to them in a malicious way. That's my interpretation of what happens, because I, I did a lot of research into church history before I joined the church. I was completely certain that the church history was not going to be a problem for me before I joined the church. The core doctrine is so bright it just, it, it's, it's luminescent. People can just tell by learning about it that it is true. There's something about it in it that just, it feels right, which is what, what I was saying that when I say that all of this is true, that, that the church is true, that Joseph Smith is a prophet, that the Book of Mormon is uh, the word of God, it's a historical text, it's um, all of those things, um, that the Bible too is a historical text, and that we can actually read it to learn about ancient worlds and not just as a indication of modern beliefs, but not of ancient beliefs, which is how a lot of atheists read it. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably the second thing I would say is just that it's, it's all true. And if you do your research and you look in the right places, um, you'll find all the information you need to know that the church is true. Now, certainly if you go to Wikipedia or the church is not true.org, you'll find, you know, all of the reasons you want to not be a member of the church. Um, but you'd be doing that of your own volition and of your own will. Um, if you want, if you want to sincerely know what we believe and sincerely know the history of the church, the church website's wonderful. Fair Mormon is wonderful. Um, Conflict of justice is wonderful. There's tons of resources and websites out there, you know, saints, the saints books. Um, I've got both of them on my shelf out there as well fantastic books super cheap from the church store so you know that's the second thing i'd say is it's it's all true um yeah there's an extent to which you have to put in effort um you have to humble yourself before the truth of it will reveal itself to you
Um, and that's actually something I wanted to say as well. That was one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I did ask some of my Twitter followers what they wanted me to talk about in regards to my story. One of them brought up a very good point. He said the need for you to humble yourself before or even during your conversion process, that was definitely my experience. So the experience of um, listening to Jordan Peterson and finding out that Christianity actually has tons of morality to give and tons of uh, richness, like finding that out was an experience of humbling myself and going, maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I don't know um, as much as I could. And maybe these sister missionaries who I'm talking to know something that I don't. Now that for me as an atheist, cause I was, I'm going to be honest. I was pretty arrogant when I was an atheist. I was pretty like rude to a lot of people. I was rude to a lot of people. And uh, so going through the experience of, okay, deep breath, some things I don't know, some things I can get better at or learn more on. Let's approach this with an idea or with a spirit of learning. Um, and maybe it's true. You left that door open. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, um, Daniel Peterson talks about dead and alive, um, options. Like some things are just not live options for me. And for Daniel Peterson, he says this as well. The earth being flat is not a live option. Someone could come and argue to me for years about the earth being flat and I would never accept it because it's, for me, it's not a live option. Um, now for me, Four years ago, three years ago, Christianity and the Church of Jesus Christ was not a live option. Um, for me now, atheism is not a live option because having lived my life in the gospel for as long as I have, I have experienced more joy in the last 12 months than I ever experienced collectively over my six plus years of being an atheist. So for me, atheism is a dead option. For a lot of people, the church is a dead option. It's not a live option for them. But I would encourage people to make the church a live option because just like not out of, not out of a, you need to join my church, convert right now, tomorrow, if, if possible. My point is that if the church is true, and even if it's not true, it's worth you honestly examining it and looking at it objectively and honestly outside of your preconceived notions of what is possible and just think about it. Just look into it. Just think about it. Pray about it. If that's what you want to do, because that is one of the promises that's given in the book of Mormon. And worst case scenario, you find out that maybe we're not a satanic cult. Yes, I know. I know. That's very well said. Uh, we've got to wrap this up. But, no worries. Uh, thank you so much for your wisdom. Um, do you have any final thoughts or are we good to go? Um, I am going to be posting more of my thoughts about this. I'm, I'm writing a long diatribe about atheism. That's going to be going up on my YouTube channel. And I also post, I, I, I talk about this all the time and all this kind of stuff all the time on my Twitter account. Um, also, if I can, I want to shout out King Benjamin on Twitter because he's a legend and he's been really nice to me. And uh, he's been very, I've only just recently got Twitter. He's been very welcoming. And uh, yeah, so 
Thank you, Peregrine. We'll make sure to link your no worries. Uh, media accounts in the uh, description of this video. No worries. Uh, to everyone watching, if you've got questions for Peregrine, is that okay? If Well, they can contact you over your social media. Maybe they can leave yeah, some Twitter. Come hit, hit me up on Twitter. I'll, I'll respond to any questions you have. And, uh, and maybe if they can leave some questions as well in the comments section of this video, if they have any. Yep. Um, yep, I can even make a video response to all of them. Okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, so if you want to learn yep. more, go directly to Peregrine over here. He, he's an intelligent guy and he'll be more than happy to help you out. Uh, we've also got some other episodes about atheism uh, on our channel. Of course, we don't want to paint all atheists as, as you know, the same or bad people. There are great atheists out there, but uh, your experience... True. Definitely true. Your experience is really valuable, uh, and thank you for sharing it. Guys, don't forget to subscribe no to the channel if you haven't, and have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube, or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.